Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. If you want to check out my website, you can easily do that by going to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two D's, T-U-D-D-L-E dot net. If you want to check out my video page, go to TuttleTV.com. That'll take you to my YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe and hit that little bell button so you're alerted anytime I go live or I have any new uploads that I put up. If you'd like to donate money to the cause because all my content is free. It's always going to be free, hopefully. But uh, anything you guys can donate is greatly appreciated. You can do that by going to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. I'd like to hear from you guys, find out what you're doing uh, during this tough time, during this pandemic. Are you having to stay home? Were you furloughed? You got kids at home? What's going on? I'd like to hear from you. I might read your email live on this podcast. You can email me, Tuttle2Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. One of the first stories I want to get into today is one that is not coronavirus related, kind of, sort of. Everybody is a roundabout way related to the coronavirus. A lot of these NASCAR drivers are doing the iRacing. And the reason I, the first time I heard about iRacing was some of the times that I stayed at Bubba the Love Sponge House. Uh, His son, Tyler, great, great race car driver. He would uh, practice all the time on iRacing and it's it's so amazing how realistic this game is. They go through, they scan all the tracks, they get all the bumps, the grooves, how like abrasive the track is on tires. If you're out on tires for a long time, your car starts handling bad. And for the past couple of weeks, I think for the past month, they've been doing iRacing on Fox Sports and even the regular commentators are there, Jeff Gordon's there. So the iRacing has become really, really huge and the NASCAR community, especially with the fans. And Kyle Larson, who is a young guy, and I got to preface this before what he said, think about this. He went through the NASCAR Drive for Diversity program. He's half Japanese, and he worked his way up through the ranks. He's still a young kid. But the other night, unfortunately, and I'm not defending anything that Kyle Larson did, he should have never said it because he should have just, when you're around a microphone, you always got to be aware of what's going on. But Kyle Larson, accident. Well, I'm not even going to say accidentally. He should have known better. He said the N-word. And do I think it was in a hateful way? No, I, I really, really don't think the way it came off. Do I think Kyle Larson's a racist? No, I just think that it was a poor lapse in judgment on his part. And now he's paying for it. He lost his sponsorship. He's been suspended indefinitely by NASCAR and it's not looking good for him. A lot of people make stupid mistakes. And I really don't think in my personal just judgment of what I've seen from Kyle Larson, I don't think he is a racist. Here's the audio that is in question. Well, it's not in question. He did. Uh, Kyle Larson said the N-word passingly while he was playing iRacing with a couple of his buddies. Man, I'm I can see like, it. You can't hear me? Hey, nigger. Wow. Hey. <laughs> Kyle, you're talking to everyone, but Yeah, we heard that. I love how nonchalant Kyle's buddies are. If I would have been Kyle's buddy, Kyle, if you want somebody to be a part of your clique, I'm there for you because if I would have been your your friend on the other end of that iRacing, I would have immediately stopped the broadcast, deleted all history of it before somebody was able to screenshot it. All these people now, and there's nothing you can do when it comes to if something like that happens, because 
everybody. It seems like everybody nowadays is screen recording everything because they don't want to miss anybody slipping up. But Kyle, I would have had your back if I would have been a part of your posse. Yep, we heard that. Kyle, I would have never wasted time saying, yep, we heard that jokingly. I would have already been ending the broadcast and basically setting fire to every single server of iRacing just to protect your brand. I can see it. You can't hear me? Hey, nigger. I will admit, it is a little hard. Yes, it is a big mountain to climb to defend the way that Kyle Larson delivered the N-word with as hard of an R that he delivered the N-word with. Hey, nigger. I will stand by my earlier statement by saying that I do not think that Kyle Larson is a racist. He is not. He is the furthest thing from being a racist. But if you're a white person showing fake outrage, you have no right to be offended. You as a white person, you cannot deny that you have never said the N-word in your entire white privileged life. Every white person has at least said the N-word one time in passing. Did they mean it in a hateful way? No, I don't think they did. But what I'm trying to say is do not act so holy to judge Kyle Larson for what he did. But And he is half white. So please don't try to show fake outrage and be offended by what Kyle Larson did because all white people have said it. You want to know what the difference is? They weren't caught on microphone or on camera saying the N-word. Every celebrity has said it. You know what? I will go out on a limb right now and I will say that Justin Timberlake, even though it might not be found on camera or microphone audio-wise, but I'm sure that Justin Timberlake in his life has said the N-word. We just don't have proof of it. You have to go with the assumption that all white people have at one time in their lives said the N-word. So don't come out with your fake white I'm offended bullshit when it comes to Kyle Larson saying the N-word. The only people that have the right to be offended by that is African Americans. I'll give you another prime example. Do you think PewDiePie? PewDiePie, who is a Swedish person, he is from Sweden. He is a big time multi-million dollar YouTuber. Plays video games all the time. He got caught on camera during the middle of a gaming session and he said the N-word. Do I think he's racist? No. How many black people are in Sweden? So what does he have any basis to be racist on? He doesn't. So I don't think he's racist. I don't think Kyle Larson is racist. And you be the judge. This is what PewDiePie said on one of his live gaming streams. What a fucking nigger. Jeez, oh my god, what the fuck? Now, just going on my first reaction, I gotta say the end bomb that PewDiePie dropped sounded worse, more racist. I, I don't know how you can compare how the way somebody says the N-word, but I would have to go with PewDiePie's being more racist the way he dropped the end bomb by far. What a fucking nigger. Yeah, Poods is way worse than Kyle Larson's, but I'll backtrack here and say that I still do not think any of these guys are racist at all. And I don't want people to think that I'm just playing all this audio because it says the N-word. No, I'm not trying to do it for shock value. I think you guys need to hear it. I think these are just two separate occasions where dumb young people weren't thinking around a microphone and said things that most white people in everyday life have said at one time in their life. They really, really have said it. Let me go to another example. Do you think Quentin Tarantino is racist? As many of the roles 
novels and scripts that he has written in his career. I mean, I'll take you back his latest Pulp Fiction where he goes on that rant about being, does my garage, does my house have a sign over it it that says dead in storage? No. But does that make Quentin Tarantino racist? No, I don't think it, I don't think it does. I mean, he's been accused of it like nonstop throughout his career, but even Samuel Jackson has come out and defended him of not being a racist. But if Kyle Larson would have kept up with all the documentaries while we're supposed to be self-quarantining, one of the most popular ones out on Netflix is Tiger King. And if he would have taken a little bit of a page out of Joe Exotic's playbook, he might have had something to come back with when he said the N-word on iRacing. going on here in this country? It's absolutely pathetic. I can't say the N-word, but you can get on YouTube and watch any black man's rap video and they're calling each other the N-word. What the hell is this discrimination? I'm white, I can't say the N-word and they can't? Please do not take me playing these drops or or all these sound bites that I'm not taking this seriously. Is what Kyle Larson did wrong? Yes, you should know better. But I hate these people that come out, especially the white people that say, oh, well, you shouldn't say stuff like that. You know what? If you're a white person, you've at least said the N-word one time in your life. Did you mean hate out of it? No, I don't think you did mean hate out of it, but every white person has at least said the N-word one time in their life, and that's just the way that it is, guys. Please don't take this as me defending Kyle Larson. He needs to be suspended. He needs to have a slap on the wrist. Do I think his uh, means of living should be taken away? No. I think he's a great driver. He does a lot of good for the community. He does a lot of participation with local charity. Yes, Kyle Larson Larson deserves another shot because I don't think him saying the N-word came from anywhere from a place of hate. I think every guy that is listening to this podcast right now has had a Roxanne in their life. No doubt about it. I know it's a fact. One of my Roxannes, and I'm not going to mention any names, but this Roxanne, especially somebody that is in entertainment, I'm not trying to act like I'm all big and bad or somebody famous because that's the furthest from the truth. But what I'm saying is one of the most biggest turn-ons for a guy that's in the entertainment field could be and is the chick having some type of talent. And this chick, my Roxanne, was a musician and she was awesome and she was a partier and she knocked me off my feet. And after a couple of dates, I experienced the first time in my life what it was like to take MDMA or ecstasy, Molly, whatever you want to call it. It was one of the most spectacular nights of my life after one of the Miss Monsters that we did out in Cocoa Beach at the Cocoa Beach Expo. I dropped a couple of hits of ecstasy that night and went completely off. She made me feel like I was a goddamn rock star and that's why I was head over heels for my Roxanne. And that was the thing. No matter how much and how hard I tried, my Roxanne would not love me as much as I loved her. And I was young. This is in my early 20s before I met my wife, Kristen. And it just completely fucked me up big time, people. That first love, that first time that somebody throws it on you and helps you and guides you through so many of these young experiences in your life, you can understand why you 
would be head over heels for somebody like this. Like, for example, I'll give you an example of how it was. I was just, it was like I was prey. Hey, I just met you. Yes, I got the finger on the first date when I was in your car. God, that was a way poor attempt on my part on trying to do a parody of Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, Manson. What up, Manson? How you doing? Yeah, it is a little bit harder to do parody songs, so I, I got to give you props, man. It's way harder than what it seems. Time for Tuttle to interview his parents. They might be uncomfortable, but Tuttle is going to interview his parents right now. Yes, that is my new intro that I did for the Tuttle interviewing his parents. And this is another edition. I've not talked to them in a couple of days, and I just wanted to check in on them and see how my parents, their generation, is dealing right now with being in quarantine. Dad, what's going on? How are you doing today? Not bad. Yeah, so I mean, uh, you took $20 off of me earlier because we bet on the I thought the stock market was going to be over 600 What did it end up being? Three, 3.28. So I wasn't that far off. So mom, what's going on mom? I cooked dinner again tonight. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, so uh, now I've been talking about this on my podcast and a lot of people, um, I've been playing this game with my mom where I I act like I have a phone call coming in and I talk on the phone and I carry on both ends of the conversation and I know a lot of you guys that know about my past would probably think oh well he's just crazy he can talk to himself all the time and I do this and my mom like I'm not even talking to her and she gets a little irritated with me taking these fake phone calls out of nowhere mom I mean are you liking them at all or not no well, what about them don't you like? No, that you're not talking to anyone. Yeah, but you don't find that funny? You don't find that impressive that your son can carry on like a 15-minute conversation with himself? Yes. Yeah, so what did you think of the meat that I cooked? I cooked a pork lean. Good. Louise said she saw it on Facebook about you cooking. Oh, she, she saw it on Facebook? Yeah, I posted it earlier. So how have I been doing with feeding you guys? I cooked that little bit of a white trash chicken stew the other day. Did you like that? Yep. You did. All right, let me come back over here to Dad. Dad, so, got to get your opinion. Do you think Trump would really mess up if he fired Dr. Fauci? Well, he wouldn't help him, I don't think. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, Fauci is just there to tell the truth right now. And listen, I think Trump's doing well for with what he has right now. Um, do I think he could have reacted a little bit earlier? Maybe, but who knows? The, nobody really, really knows. And I think he's been doing a pretty good job. I just think it would be a bad mistake on his part to fire Dr. Fauci. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, what do you think? I mean, have you gotten your uh, stimulus check in? Like, you and mom should be getting like $2,400 right off the government teat right now. Well, I'm waiting on it. Yeah. I mean, I checked this morning for you because my, you know, I, I check all the online banking for you. So, yes, it's still not in there yet. I mean, are you worried about with the way things go? You might not get your Social Security or your stimulus check? 
I'll get it. I mean, you're not going to go out. I'm not going to let you go out. I mean, we've had this conversation before, Dad, where if things are still bad at this moment with this coronavirus that we're going through right now, I'm not going to let you go vote if, if things are bad. I'm going to vote. Dad, if things are bad, if the corona is here in Oak Hill, you're not going to vote. Maybe I'll just turn in four or five hundred copies. I understand that. But, I mean, are you going to take that chance? Are you willing to go out and vote and maybe get infected with the coronavirus? It'd be worth a vote. Oh, no, Mom. Listen, you, you're in here for the long run. You will be under this quarantine. You will not be leaving the Hobo Fish Camp here by the end of the year. You're going to be stuck here until January 1st, 2021. Yeah. I mean, are you, I mean can you handle that long? No. I mean, what? what's bad about it, though? Everybody's already gone. We're used to nobody being around here. I mean, you guys are okay with me going there. I would like to go out, go to a store, shop. All right, but I mean, you can't right now, Mom. You are at high risk with all your past health problems, Dad having diabetes and stuff like that. You guys can't go out. I'm not going to let you and Dad out to vote, but I mean, Dad's not listening right now. Who who are you going to go? Are you going to vote for Biden or Trump? Yeah. Oh, okay. I got to come back over here. So now it's most likely going to be Biden versus Trump. Who are you voting for? Are you going for Biden or Trump? Definitely not Biden. But why not? I mean, he was the vice president for Barack Obama. Why don't you trust Joe Biden? Because he don't even know his own name, hardly. But, Dad, you can't say that. He's a little bit of an older man, but he served over one of the greatest American presidents, the, uh, under the greatest American presidents. <laughs> Dad's looking. Yeah, Dad's looking at me. He's, he, Biden served under one of the greatest American presidents that we've ever seen in our lifetime. I think he is up there. So you're telling me you would not vote for Biden? I might vote for uh, Reagan. <laughs> oh, come on. I'll vote for uh, Trump. That's my vote. Right Wait, now. Trump? There's nothing that could... What, is there anything that Trump could do to change your mind? Nothing. All right. All right. This has been the Tuttle Interviews His Mom and Dad segment. Hope you guys are staying safe during this quarantine. Any last closing words? Bye. Any last closing words? Go Trump. All right. You heard it here first. It's time for Tuttle to interview his parents. They might be uncomfortable, but Tuttle is going to interview his parents right now. Hey. So now everybody in Hollywood wishes they had the same type of relationship that they have with the mama. Yeah, Wiz Khalifa did the 10 hit challenge with his mom on Instagram Live. And this is audio from it. And just the love, the connection that mother and son have with each other, smoking a blunt for 10 hits in a row. They are on the same exact level. Nigga, my mama did that shit, nigga. Wiz Khalifa's mother is recognizing game and saying, I love you, baby. I love you from the bottom of my heart. I love you that we just did the 10 hit challenge with some of the stankiest, dankiest stuff you could think of. See you later. Have fun. Right, 
a TV sports theme that does not get enough credit is the theme for NBA on NBC back in the day. It brings you back of Jordan. Everybody, Jordan was the heyday. LeBron could not keep up with the toughness of the NBA in the mid to late 90s. There's no way LeBron would be able to hang with those type of cats. This theme song also reminds me of the great Marv Albert, who gives a damn if he bit some bitches on the back. The guy was straight butter when it came to calling an NBA game in the mid to late 90s. Yes! Similar to what happened with with HIV and AIDS. Magic Irvin Johnson just recently appeared on one of the 24-hour news network channels talking about how comparing what he went through when he came out and announced that he had AIDS to the amount of African-Americans and minorities that are dying from the coronavirus right now. When, When I announced it was a white gay man's disease, right, everybody was saying, oh, man, it's going through... white gay men, right? And people were wrong because they thought, blacks thought that they couldn't get HIV and AIDS. It's the same thing as the coronavirus. It it reminds me going back 30 years. And the same thing here, that misinformation went out in our community and said, oh, blacks can't get coronavirus. Hold up. Hold up. We got to back up here a little bit because I've kept my ear down to the news, the audio, the video, everything on social media. And I've never heard one person come out and say that blacks, African-Americans, minorities could not get the coronavirus. I've not seen it. So I don't know what the fuck Magic Johnson's talking about right now. And everybody's been wrong about that. Whoever's been saying that in the black community. So that's why we see these numbers so high, because, you know, people went out there spreading that word that blacks couldn't get it. And now we see that not only can we get the coronavirus, but we can die from the coronavirus. So now I've said this on previous podcasts, but I do not think that the coronavirus is attacking one race more than the other. Yes, it probably affects more African-Americans and minorities, but it's more of a class thing about wealth. Yes, richer people are going to get better treatment. Poorer people, ones that have bad health care, poor diets, because it's expensive to eat healthy. It is cheaper. If you're living on a budget, it is cheaper to eat unhealthy, to be able to eat fast foods like McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, all of those. It is cheaper to go there and just get a Happy Meal or a burger or whatever you want to call it and eat that. Yes, it's not healthy for you, but it's cheaper. And I think that's why the coronavirus is affecting more class than race. In our community, we got to do a better job of making sure everybody knows that they can get this virus and it's deadly. See, Anderson, the problem is people want us to drive to suburban America to get that test. Right, Why exactly. can't you have that testing 
done right in urban America, right in the inner cities. And then we want doctors who look like us because that's important too. Love you, Magic, but I don't know what the fuck anything has to do with having a doctor that looks like you. Yes, it might make you feel more comfortable, but a doctor is a doctor. Magic, you're the one that is making this about race right now. I think any minority, black, Spanish, any other people that's not Caucasian would just be happy to be able to see a doctor. And now you're one to make it about what color, what race a certain doctor is seeing somebody. It doesn't make any fucking sense, Magic. So they can deliver that message to us of, hey, this is what you're up against. And that's that's an easier message to accept when it's it's a, a doctor of color that can explain to us how it's going to affect not only us, but our family members and our community. Last time I was in biology or anything that had to do with the human body, I didn't think there was any differences on the inside when it came to black and white. So what difference does it make if your doctor is white or black? All humans have the same anatomy, the same organs, the same blood, everything that you can think of. Like I said, this goes back. It's not a race issue issue when it comes to the coronavirus. It's a class issue because there are plenty of poor white people uh, that are having the same issues. Poor diet, no health care, everything, all the above is affecting both races. That's why this is not a race thing. It is a class thing. So a lot of times what happens is we don't get the information because it's only over here, right? Over in suburban America and not in urban America. Last time I checked, I didn't think that they slowed internet speeds or cut internet off to the inner cities. And that's where I get most of my information. Yes, I watch a lot of other news sources to get different sides of the story. But the internet pretty much works everywhere. Even if you got a smartphone, you still have access to the internet to get the information that you need when it pertains to this coronavirus. And then when we get it, we usually give out the wrong information, right? And so I'm here today to tell all minorities. Once again, we all have the same biology. And yes, I do agree. Some minority communities are not well as informed as other communities. So I hear what Magic is saying. But what I'm saying is you have access to all the information in the world that you could ever want at the palm of your hand with a smartphone. And yes, nowadays, I expect everybody to be able to have a smartphone nowadays. This is You can get it and you can die from it. So make sure you do everything you're supposed to do. Stay at home. I've been hearing they've been having car parties around the country. You can't do that. You got to stay at home by yourself with your family and and, and make sure keep yourself uh, a safe distance from everybody else. That's very important. And then here in California, you know, I drove up here in my mask. I got gloves, I got masks. Of course you got mask magic. You're the last person with low immunity from the HIV AIDS virus. You're the last person that wants to catch the coronavirus. And I'm glad you're being careful. Magic, you're an American treasure. You are part of Showtime. Everybody knows you. Bird versus Magic, one of the greatest rivalries of all time. Take care of yourself. We cannot afford to lose you in the same year that we lost Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba. Yes! All 
right, guys. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I really, really appreciate everybody that tunes in on a daily basis. Make sure you check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds. T-U-D-D-L-E.net. If you want to check out my video content, you can do that by going to TuttleTV.com. That'll take you directly to my YouTube page. Make you make sure you hit the subscribe button. Hit the little bell so you're alerted anytime on your smartphone when I go live or upload any new content. All my content is free. Speaking of content, it's always going to be free. I know everybody's going through a tough time, but if you'd like to donate, help out the cause. Every bit of the money that I get from you guys, even if it's a dollar, I don't give a damn. I'll take your dollar. I write everybody back and personally thank them for any of the money that they give me. You can do that by going to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Tell everybody about my podcast. Please help spread the word because I'm not on the radio right now and I can't get the word out there. So if you can help me spread the word, help me build an audience. I'm growing every single day. Let them know. Search the Tuttle podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes podcast, or Spotify, or directly from Podomatic. You can go to that website, Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E dot Podomatic dot com. Make sure you shoot me an email. I'd love to read one from you. Let me know what you're up to. Guys, I hope you have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.